two categories. Ayat kawniyya, or here al-makhluqat. The first of them is the kawniyya, the creation, those creations that you see, the creation that we see around us, like the sun, the moon, the stars, and so on and so forth. These are ayat kawniyya. And the second signs are the ayat al-wahyi, the revelation, and from it is the Qur'an. Ibn Abi Zayd, rahimahullah, he says, وَأَعْذَرَ إِلَيْهِ عَلَىٰ أَلْسِنَةِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ الْخَيْرَةِ مِنْ خَلْقِهِ Sheikh Fawzan, hafidhahullah, mentioned, Allah لَمْ يَكِلْ هَذَا الْإِنسَانِ إِلَىٰ عِلْمِهِ That Allah subhanahu did not leave the person to his own knowledge. You need to find out how to worship Allah. Allah already sent messengers such that we do not have an excuse and such that we don't have to be left in darkness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aided us with messengers. The last of them and the best of them, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he showed us everything. In the hadith of Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu, when the, the Jews, they said to him, look, your prophet even shows you how to go toilet. He said, Yes. And then he explained that we don't face the Qibla. Subhanallah. Look, the Sahaba were honored. Even though others were trying to mock and trying to belittle the Messenger Sallallahu message. But look, Salman radiallahu anhu, he was honored. And he was happy. He said, yes. He even teaches us how. Uh, how to perform the call of nature. Yani how to relieve yourself. SubhanAllah. It's a father from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ew Allah. That the Muslim, he's clean and he's pure. He cleans himself with water. Cleans himself. Allah showed us this. We do not leave, for example, our nails to grow more than 40 days. We do not leave any, that which will cause impurity in our bodies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, everything has been explained to us. Yes'alunaka anil al-hayd. They ask you concerning menses. And how the woman should be in that state. SubhanAllah, and how to purify herself and so on. And the man as well, how to, he should purify himself. After janaba. SubhanAllah, all of that clean. Cleanliness for the believer. Eh Allah. Allah لم يكل هذا الإنسان إلى علمه وإلى ما أعطاه من الإدراك. Yes, Allah gave you idrak to understand. Gave you the faculties of understanding. But it, but how do we worship Allah? By following the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, showed us how to worship Him. Send them rusul to bayin alahu. Such that he knows how to worship his Lord. Look at the people nowadays. If they left themselves, they will make up their own worship. You have different types, for example, of Christians. Some of them they worship with an organ. They sing with an organ and some with tambourines. Some dancing, some... Isa did not, huh? did not worship Allah like that. And if you look at the Quran and you see the stories of the prophets... Each prophet is mentioned as prostrating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or bowing to Allah. This is how they used to worship, prostrate and bow. And it's even in their previous scripture, in their scriptures. Until today, that they would prostrate, the prophets and messengers would prostrate. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave us in the dark. He guided us. And Allah showed us how to live under that legislation of Allah that He legislated. For Rasul, ni'matun min Allah. So the messengers are a blessing from Allah. And without the messengers, la insan. The person is not able. Even even if I had loving love to do good things, but he has he hasn't got the ability 
in and by himself to know how to worship Allah. Except by Rasulullah Sallallahu showing us how to worship Allah. How to call upon Him. How to pray. That's why we should pray how the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prayed. As if you have seen me pray. Hadith in Bukhari. Take from me the Hajj rites. Do Hajj according to the Rasul Nowadays when you go around the Kaaba, you get to the black stone, you find many Muslims, they do not do Hajj according to the Rasul It's sufficient for you to say Bismillah Allahu Akbar. If you can't kiss the black stone, huh? to say Bismillah Allahu Akbar in the first time and thereafter Allahu Akbar each time you pass by it, by raising your hand, making ishara towards the black stone with your hand. No need to kiss your hand. Kiss the stone if you're able and you will come on Yawm Al-Qiyamah bearing witness that you have kissed it. Bearing witness for those who follow the sunnah as Umar al-Khattab said, I know you're only a stone but had I not seen the messenger so I kiss you, I wouldn't have kissed you. Look at ittiba' following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nowadays you see people going around past the black hole, they wave their hand, uh, black stone, they wave, wave their hands like that. Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna said, Rahimullah, as if, what, you're flying? What is this? They add to the religion. People are ignorant, they don't know. Or they add to the dik adkar between the Yemeni corner and the black stone. Rabbana atina fi dunya asana wa fil akhirati asana wa qina adab al-nar. Oh Allah, give us good in this life and good in the hereafter and keep us from the punishment of the, great, uh, of the hellfire. That is between the two Yemeni corners. They're called Yemeni corners because they are in the direction of Yemen. And the two opposite corners are called Shami corners because they're in the direction of Sham, current-day Palestine, Jordan, Syria. That's why they're called Shami corners. And these two corners are called Yemeni corners. And the Prophet showed us. It's not the stone we're worshipping. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ Worship the Lord of this house. We don't worship the house. Worship the Lord of this house. And then you find Sufis coming towards the, the black stone. Uh, and then they walk backwards. The Prophet didn't do that. They're walking backwards because they say we have to honor the black stone. We can't turn our back towards it. So much hulu, extremism. Why don't you want to turn? If you walk backwards, you might fall. Islam is not... a uh, a, a, a religion of confusion and difficulty sometimes easy in the, and Allah makes things easy for the believers not that you want you, you want to reinvent the wheel or reinvent how to worship Allah since when did the Prophet walk backwards from the black stone and they do that also with their sheikhs when they go and they kiss their sheikh and they give him money then they walk backwards because they are afraid to turn their backs on them. So, so much extremism. Alhamdulillah, Islam is free from that. Person is, hasn't got the ability to worship Allah correctly except by following the Messenger وسلم, And you see the people, there was a car going around up north, I think it might be in Bradford, Going around with the, uh, an ornament of, of the Kaaba on top of it. You're supposed to go around the Kaaba, not the Kaaba goes around you. <laughs> they go around the whole of the city. It's strange. Why are you doing that? And they're going around. You go around the Kaaba. And the Sufis, they say, one, one brother, subhanAllah, uncle, in our community in Slough, he said, he got late for the Salah, and Qadr Allah, he prayed in the, in the Sufi Masjid. But we told him we shouldn't pray there. Because if the Imam is upon shirk, then his prayer is not accepted, and you're not ex- your prayer will not be accepted like that. So he said anyway, he told us about the khutbah, he said the Imam, he gave a khutbah, and it's all full of stories. They're storytellers. The Prophet ﷺ said, Inna Bani Israel, lama halaku qassu. Indeed, the children of Israel, yani the Yahud, when they were be- became destroyed, they turned to storytelling. And this is the way of the innovators. They start story. They're storytellers. Instead of bringing narrations, they bring you stories and stories. Stories of the prophets is good, mashallah. But they will bring you stories that are fabricated, 
lies. For example, our, this uncle, he said to us, the khatib, he gave a khutbah, and he talked about the awliya. They always talk about the awliya, the wali, the peer. And that this peer said to another, two peers gathered together. And one of them said to the other one, he said, Alhamdulillah, I went to Makkah huh, to perform hajj. Each step I took, I prayed two rak'ahs. You can't even contemplate that. Each step, two rak'ahs. And the other one said, that's nothing. When I got to the Kaaba, the Kaaba did tawaf around me. So this is how these storytellers are. Fabricators. Add into the religion. And you find it also in Tabligh and Nisab. Jama'at al-Tabligh. They have their book Tabligh and Nisab. And again, it's full of stories. Stories of so-called peers and so-called righteous who know the unseen. Like they said, there's a story in there about a man who's supposed to seen in his dream his mother in the hellfire. Audhu Billah. And then he supplicated. Uh, he supplicated. First of all, how you know she's in the hellfire? This is Ilm al ghayb So he was supplicating and then he passed on that supplication to her and then she supposedly came out of the hellfire. And it's all these stories like that. And another one is the story of a hand coming out of the Kaaba, slapping someone, walking around the Kaaba because he saw a woman's ankle was walking around the Kaaba. He said, how dare you look at the ankle of the women around the Kaaba? SubhanAllah. Now, so many people doing haram. Where's that hand? <laughs> it was... <laughs> it's lies. Lies upon lies. It's true, huh? Lies. May Allah protect us. So our deen, we need the messengers. And the last of them, the Rasul Sallallahu the best of them. And he didn't, he only brought that which is truth. He brought Sidq and he brought Haqq. Fallahu Jalla wa Ala arsala ilayhi rusul. Allah sent messengers. Wa anzala ilayhi al-kutub. And he sent down books as a mercy from Allah. Liyubayna lahu kayfa ya'budu rabbah. Such that he will show to him how to worship his Lord. Wa hadha min rahmatillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Azawajal. This is from the mercy of Allah. الإنسان, and his care in cultivating this person. Rusulan, Mubashirin, Mundirin. Messengers, bringers of glad tidings, Wamundirin, warners. Such that the people will have no proof after the messengers. الرسل. الخلق, الرسل, so they are the best of the people. والسلام, the best of creation. Then Ibn Abi Zayd said, فَهَذَا مَنْ وَفَّقَهُ بِفَضْلِهِ Allah guided the ones whom he enlightened with his blessing. Shaykh Salif Uzan said, الرسل بَيَّنَتْ وَالْكُتُبُ إِلَهِيَّ بَيَّنَتْ So the messengers, they clarified, and the books that they came with clarified, وَلَكِنْ هِدَايَةَ التَّوْفِيقِ بِيَدِ اللَّهِ But enlightenment, that guidance of enlightenment is in the hands of Allah. فَالْهِدَايَةُ عَلَىٰ قِسْمَيْنِ So guidance is of two types. هِدَايَةُ الْدِلَالَةِ وَالْإِرْشَادِ هِدَايَةُ الْدِلَالَةِ وَالْإِرْشَادِ Of conveying the message. And that is for the prophets and the righteous. The callers to tawheed, callers to righteousness. And the second is the هِدَايَةُ التَّوْفِيقِ That is enlightenment which belongs to Allah alone. And the first one also is from Allah as well. Didn't he show us the way? Allah also showed us the way. So the first one, Hidayat al-Tawfiq, Hidayat al-Dilala wal-Irshad, wa hadi hasatun li kulli ahad, li'anna Allah adalla al-ibad ala ma fihi al-khayr. This is for all, for Allah, for the prophets, for the messengers, for the righteous. And the second type of Hidayah is only for Allah, specific for Allah. And it's specific to those whom he guides, the believers. Those who accept the haqq. And those who want the haqq. And those who act according to, according to the truth. إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ You cannot guide those who, indeed, you cannot guide those whom you love. But Allah is the one who guides whom he wills. And he is most aware of the ones who are guided. So only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He puts that in your heart. And Allah mentioned, مَن يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ 
يشرح صدره للإسلام. Whoever Allah wants to guide, he opens his heart to Islam. ومن يريد أن يضله يجعل صدره ضيقا حرجا كأنما يصعد في السماء. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa taala wills to be misguided, he makes his chest constricted, ضيقا, as if he was to go into the up into the sky. Because when you go up into the sky, you, be, you feel less oxygen, you feel constrained. That is the case of the disbelievers. They're not happy. Even with all the wealth in the world, even with all these famous uh, uh, people with so much wealth, in the end they will not, they will not be happy. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not open their hearts to Islam. Did not open their hearts, making it spacious with happiness, with, alhamdulillah, a purpose in this life. And that's why they would want to live forever. But one thing comes after the other, sickness, difficulty to move, old age, and many of them take their life towards the end of their lives or when they feel difficulty. They cannot cope. But for the believer, when they feel difficulty, they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the believer, they know that difficulty and hardship is reward from Allah anyway. And it is removing of sins. Even a shoka, a thorn that pricks your finger or hand, it removes sins from you. وَأَمَّا الْهِدَايَةُ الْعَامَّةُ هِدَايَةُ الدِّلَالَ وَالْإِرْشَادِ فَهِيَ حَاصِلَةٌ لِكُلِّ أَحَدٍ قال تعالى وَأَمَّا ثَمُودُ فَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ فَاسْتَحَبُّ الْعَمَى عَلَى الْهُدَى So that is for all. The hidayah al-amah, the general guidance, that's for all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is guiding us, calls us. The righteous, the messengers, they call us to that which is good. As for Thamud, فَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ The people of Thamud, Allah says, we guided them. But they chose al-amah uh, عَلَى الْهُدَى They chose al-amah, which is Basically, to turn away, to turn the blind eye over guidance. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى إِنَّا خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ أَمْشَاجٍ نَبْتَلِيهِ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا Indeed, we have created man from a sperm, مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ أَمْشَاجٍ نَبْتَلِيهِ And we trial him, we test him. فَجَعَلْنَاهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا And we have made him able to hear and able to see. Then Allah said, إِنَّ We guided him, either he is grateful or he is ungrateful. We called him to the good. And we showed him that evil is evil. So this is the Hidayat al-Bayan. Allah showed us. And he clarified to us. This is, uh, and it's for us to choose which of the paths we take. وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي as for the other verse, and you, O Muhammad, you guide to the straight path. Again, that is the guidance of clarifying the way. And also in the other verse, you cannot guide whom you love, meaning the guidance of enlightenment that only belongs to Allah, that He puts it in your heart. Because the hearts are between the two fingers of Ar-Rahman, He changes it how He wills. So Allah confirmed to the Messenger that He guides. Then, in the other verse, He says you cannot guide those who you love. Meaning, you cannot guide them uh, by enlightening their hearts to the truth. You can show them, you can guide them by showing them the way, but you can't open their hearts. Allah knows what's in their hearts, if they want to the guidance or not. Then, Ibn Abi Zayd said, وَأَضَلَّ مَنْ خَدَلَهُ بِعَدْلِهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguided based upon his justice. His wisdom and his justice, he misguided those who are deserving of that misguidance. فَالَّذِي As Shaykh Salif Uzan said, فَالَّذِي يَقْبَلُ الْحَقِّ وَيَرْغَبُ فِيهِ فَاللَّهُ يُوَفِّقَهُ بِفَضْلِهِ So the one who wants the khair, wants the truth, Allah guides him. وَالَّذِي يَعْرِضُ عَنِ الْحَقِّ He turns away from the truth. وَلَا يَقْبَلُهُ Nor does he accept it. فَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ تَعَالَى يُذِلُّهُ بِعَدْلِهِ جَزَاءً لَهُ As a recompense for that person who turned away, he leaves him upon his misguidance. Because of a perversion in his heart, so Allah leaves him upon his misguidance. Unless he turns away, he turns back, I mean, and repents. وَالَّذِي يَعْرِضُ 
عن الحق ولا يقبله فالله لا فالله يضله بعدله جزاء له فهو يهدي من يشاء بفضله ويضل من يشاء بعدله so Allah guides whom he wills out of his blessing and he misguides whom he wills out of his justice and Allah is just he wants good for the people يريد لهم الخير he wants good for them يريد يريد بكم اليسرى he wants ease for them but the people they choose if they want guidance or not فالذي لا يقبل الحق يحرمه الله منه يحرمه الله منه the one who doesn't want to accept the truth then Allah makes it forbidden from him for him and he doesn't make it allowed for him to accept it because why he himself doesn't want it this is justice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is not oppression because he's the one who doesn't want the truth in the first place and it's not only for the non-muslims also for the believers muslims who turn away you find some muslims they become weak because of the surroundings because of the companionship and they turn away and that's why we have to ask Allah for guidance always and for good companionship for those around us Sheikh bin Baz said why is it that we give da'wah to our families our brothers, sisters and parents and children we give da'wah to them he said so that shaitan cannot come from that door because if you don't give da'wah if there's one person in your family who's not upon istiqamah and you don't give da'wah to that person shaitan will come to you through that angle from that door so give da'wah to them call them to good call them to righteous at least you've done what's upon you there's some people they don't want the haq we takabbar al haq and they become arrogant from accepting the truth فالله جل وعلا لا يهديه هداية التوفيق so Allah doesn't guide him that in guidance of enlightenment as a recompense for that person and a punishment for that person وما ظلمه الله it's not Allah that oppressed him rather that person oppressed himself فلما زاغوا أزاغ الله قلوبهم so when they turned away deviated Allah made them deviate further and Allah said Surah Al-An'am verse 110 so he leaves them upon their transgression is that which they were upon because they turned away in the first place the person if he doesn't accept the truth Allah tests him trials him with batil وَإِذَا لَمْ يَقْبَلِ الْهُدَى تَلَاهُ اللَّهُ بِالضَّلَالِ And if he doesn't accept guidance, then Allah subhanahu wa trials them with misguidance. Then Ibn Abi Zayd, he said, وَيَسَّرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لِلْيُسْرَى That Allah subhanahu wa made easy for the believers. He makes it easy for them. وَشَرَحَ صُدُورَهُمْ لِلذِّكْرَى And enlighten their hearts to remember him. Shaykh Sa'af Uzan said, وَقَالَ تَعَالَ وَنَيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى We make we make ease for you that which is ease, easy or we make you guide you to that which is easy and make it easy for you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said as for the one who gave and he's pious he gives in charity he's kind and he's pious husna, and he believed in al-husna he believed that this righteousness this is the thing that will help me get to paradise then we'll make it easy for him that good deed that he's doing so the reason is from the person himself he himself wanted to be pious and he started by by treading the good path the good by doing good deeds and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for him this is tawfiq from Allah so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlighten us to do good that's for the one who's bakhil who's miserly Naam, and he feels he's self-sufficient. He feels he's not in need of Allah. وَكَذَّبَ بِالْحُسْنَى And he denied the husna. This is these righteous deeds. He denied doing them and he denied a paradise and a reckoning. فَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْعُسْرَى Then we will make his life, uh, we will make it difficult for him. Make him tread that path of difficulty and hardship. This is the aquba, a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such that, because that individual didn't want the truth. He didn't bring about the reasons for guidance. 
And the Prophet Muhammad said, "I'malu, fakulum yassirun lima khuliqa lahu." Do do good deeds, for everyone has been created for what is being created for, and it has been made easy for. So if Allah wants for the abd to be guided and to be upon tawfiq, enlightenment, He opens His heart. فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَهْدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ He opens His heart to Islam, He opens His heart to do good deeds. And subhanAllah, you see, sometimes even elderly, you see them in the masjid at Fajr time. A lot of elderly, and you think, where are the youths? Where are the young shabab sleeping? But the elderly in the masjid, Allah made it easy for them. They are upon the dhikr of Allah, so Allah makes it easy for them. And the youth is not upon the dhikr of Allah. He's not giving concern to remember Allah. SubhanAllah, he finds Fajr in the masjid difficult. Or he finds other good deeds difficult. So we ask Allah for tawfiq, eh, wallah. Deeq as-sadr, a'udhu billah min dalik. As for constrained chest, a heart that is constrained, then that is a person who is constrained away from the haqq and away from the call to Allah. So even if he hears the Qur'an, he turns away. Even if he hears the Qur'an, he turns away. In Surah Al-Furqan, who remembers the verse in Surah Al-Furqan? At the end, the, the traits of the Ibad Al-Rahman. From them is, وَإِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ لَمْ يَخِرُّوا عَلَيْهَا سُمَّوْ وَعُمْيَانًا That when they are remembered, were reminded, sorry, of the verses of the Lord, they don't turn a blind eye. Umyan. Uh, or nor do they become deaf, as if they don't want to listen. So the traits of the Ibad rahman is they want to listen to the truth, and they want to be guided. They seek it. As for the the righteous, the Ibad rahman uh, when they are reminded, they don't pass by that remembrance with a deaf ear and a blind eye. Rather, they benefit from that remembrance. And that is the heart that is attentive to that maw'idah, min at tadkir that reminder. It benefits from that remembrance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the person's heart, chest constrained because of their turning away. As a punishment from them, a punishment from not getting guidance. Then Ibn Abi Zaydi said, فَآمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ نَاتِقِينَ وَبِقُلُوبِهِمْ مُخْلِصِينَ So they believed, these believers, they believed in Allah with their tongue they uttered, yani the kalimat al-tawheed, and with their hearts sincere. وَبِمَا أَتَتْهُمْ بِهِ رُسُلُنَا وَكُتُبُهُ عَامِلِينَ And with that which the messengers came, and our books, they acted upon. وَتَعَلَّمُوا مَا عَلَّمَهُمْ And they learnt that which they taught them. Sheikh Saif Uzan, he said, this is the result of Hidayat al-Tawfiq. That they say or utter with their tongue the acceptance of this truth. And they believed with their hearts correctly. So it's not enough to just utter with your tongue. It must be in your heart, first and foremost, to have the correct aqidah. As for the one who just utters with his tongue and doesn't believe in his heart, this is the trait of the hypocrites, he says. But the believers, they accept with their hearts and with their tongue. So the person who does good deeds and says good speech, he doesn't do it out of showing off or to be known or yani, he's only making it up uh, 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 artificially and nor is he doing it out of hypocrisy. The person seeks refuge from hypocrisy. Allah seeking refuge from hypocrisies. Ibn Abi Malaika said, I met 30 of the Sahaba and each of them feared hypocrisy upon himself. And Ibn Abi Malaika is from the Tabi'een. And that narration is in Bukhari. So uttering with your tongue, believing in your heart, 
and action of the limbs, all of that being sincere to Allah. وَلَا بُدَّ He says, لَا بُدَّ مِنْ تَعَلُّمُ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةِ It's a must that one learns the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Messenger وَرَسُولِهِ And understanding them according to what Allah and His Messenger uh, want you to follow. وَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنِ الْعِلْمِ As for the one who turns away from knowledge, then he will be met with forbiddance from gaining that guidance. Because from the reasons of guidance is to learn beneficial knowledge and act in accordance to it and to accept it, accept it by entering that which will benefit you, go, taking that which will benefit you with a pure heart. And that is the knowledge which the Messenger came with. As for turning away from knowledge and learning knowledge, and that is a person who will be forbidden from that guidance. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا عَمَّا أُنذِرُوا بِهِ وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا عَمَّا أُنذِرُوا مُعْرِضُونَ And those who disbelieve in that which they have been warned about, they are مُعْرِضُونَ They turn away. وَالْإِعْرَاضُ عَنِ الْحَقِّ وَعَدَمِ الْإِصْغَاءِ إِلَيْهِ وَعَدَمِ قَبُولِهُ وَالَّذِي يُسَبِّبُ الضَّلَالِ وَالْإِنْحِرَافِ Sheikh Salih Fuzan says, and turning away from the truth and not listening to it, and not accepting it, that is a reason for misguidance and deviation. And also in the Arabic language, i'rad is, has a more meaning than terk. Terk means to turn away, to leave. But i'rad means that you turn your back on, the, on it. So it's uh, more, يعني, it shows you the, the manner in how you have turned away from the truth. You've turned your back on the truth. So you didn't just leave the truth, leave studying the truth or guidance, but you have turned away from the truth. Ibn Abi Zaid, he says, And they did not go beyond that which was made limited for them. Yani they did not trespass uh, the limits set by Allah. As Allah said, Such are the limits of Allah. So don't tread beyond them. تِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَقْرَبُوهَا In the other verse, such are the limits set by Allah. So don't come close to those limits. Ibn Abi Zayd, he said, وَاسْتَغْنَوْ بِمَا أَحَلَّ لَهُمْ عَمَّا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْهِمْ And they were, they sufficed themselves with that which Allah has made halal. And they kept away from what Allah made haram. Assalamualaikum. And that is from the traits of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, Sheikh Fawzan says. Is that they stand, they do not go beyond the, the limits of the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told them, or the Messenger Sallallahu has told them. Whatever Allah said, they said it. They say by it. And whatever the Messenger Sallallahu said also, they say what he said. And they stop at that. And Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, who died 101 Hijriya, he said, قِفْ حَيْثُ وَقَفَ الْقَوْمِ فَإِنَّهُمْ عَنْ عِلْمٍ وَقَفُوا Stop where the Sahaba stopped. For they stopped upon knowledge. Don't go beyond. Like these Sufis and these Shia, they go beyond. Jama'at al-Tabliq saying, let's go 40 days. Who said? Rasulullah did not say for you and me to leave my family 40 days or four months. I'm going to be questioned about my family. I'm going to give da'wah to them first. Why should I go 40 months, 4 months, another part of the world, I'm ignorant and I'm going to go and give da'wah upon ignorance. Where is this? A brother became Muslim from Poland. SubhanAllah, he told me his story how he became Muslim. He went to, he said he went to Pakistan to learn Arabic, learn Sunnah. But he ended up in a Tablighi mosque. He just became Muslim. Just became Muslim. As soon as he got there, they said, Oh, my brother, mashallah, make bayan. They told him to go and talk, give a talk. He said, I don't know, I just became Muslim. So look how they push people forward. Ignorant people, people don't know. New Muslim, just give bayan, akhi. What's bayan, akhi? I'm here to learn. Come on, brother, give bayan. This is the situation. Ignorant people going from mosque to mosque. Yes, they may say to you how to sleep, how to eat, 
But what's before that? Before that is aqidah, tawheed. If you say to them, okay, teach us tawheed al-asma'u sifat because tawheed, Allah mentioned it, three categories of tawheed in one verse. In Surah Maryam, verse 65, Rabbu samawati wal ardi wa ma your Lord of the heavens and the earth, and that which is between them. فَعْبُدُهُ وَاسْتَبِرْ لِعِبَادَتِهِ So worship him and be patient upon his worship. Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, ibadah هَلْ تَعْلَمُهُ لَهُ سَمِيَّا Do you know any similitude unto Allah? Tawheed al-Asma'u sifat So say to them, Tawheed al-Asma'u sifat teach, what are you going to teach us in Tawheed al Brother, no, no, brother, this splits the Ummah. You see? If Tawheed is going to split, what is going to unite? Bid'ah! Bid'ah is going to unite. Shirk is going to unite. Why don't they talk about these affairs? Yes, they may say, come to the masjid. Like Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna, rahimullah, he said one time, he went to give dawah to them, Jama'at Tablighi in Egypt. And they said, come to the masjid. Give, and then he said, they said to him, give bayan. They don't know who he is, they said, give bayan. Sheikh, alhamdulillah, is teaching the people how to pray. They said, no, 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 no. Don't tell uh, the people how. Just tell them to pray best. So they don't teach you how to worship Allah as the Messenger وسلم, taught. It's all, huh? and it is sufficient that they have six points. In their da'wah is six points. Six points is their da'wah. Shaykh Ibn said, if they were to stick to the hadith of Jibreel, that would have been better for them. What is Islam? What is Iman? What is Ihsan? It's not just six points that you make up as you go along. Six points. The first one is Tawheed. Okay, what is your Tawheed? And let's see what the Tawheed that you are teaching the people. They said, إخراج اليقين الفاسد وإدخال اليقين الصحيح Taking out the false yaqeen from your heart and bringing in the, the true yaqeen in your heart. That is to them, Kalimat Tawheed. That is not Kalimat Tawheed. Yaqeen is only one condition of seven conditions of La ilaha illallah. You only mention yaqeen. What about the other six conditions? Al-ilmu wal-yaqeenu wal-qabulu. وَالْإِنْقِيَادُ فَدْرِ مَا أَقُولُ وَالصِدْقُ وَالْإِخْلَاصُ وَالْمَحَبَّةُ وَفَّقَكَ اللَّهُ لِمَا أَحَبَّةُ Seven conditions of La ilaha illallah. Why are you not teaching in seven conditions? The yaqeen is one of them. Knowledge. La ilaha illallah. What does it mean? Teach the people that. Compliance to that in whatever the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called us to. Acceptance it. Accepting that. Wholeheartedly without any hesitance. Sidq being truthful to La ilaha illallah by upholding that which Allah commands you to do. Well, ikhlas being sincere and teaching the people what is sincerity. Well, mahabbah loving La ilaha, loving Allah more than you love anyone else, loving the people of Tawheed. But they teach huh, that which is deficient. So, how is salvation going to be sought from them? Allah says, وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِعِلْمٍ Don't go into that which you have no knowledge. إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصْرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Your hearing, your sight, and your heart, all will be questioned. أَيْلَا تَتَخَرَّصْ وَلَا تَقُلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Don't say anything about Allah, that which you don't know. But stop upon that limit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you about. فَمَا عَلِمْتَهُ that which you have come to know from beneficial knowledge, say with it. And that which you don't know, then stop, desist. Don't speak. This is the people of Ahl Iman. Secondly, from the, from the characteristics of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah, they suffice themselves with halal and keep away from the haram. They know that the tayyibat is that the good things Allah has made halal for them. And the khaba'ith are the evil things that Allah has made forbidden for them. So they stick to the halal in that which they wear, in that which they eat. They marry that which Allah has commanded them to marry. And they suffice themselves with that. And they keep away from the haram, from that which Allah has made haram for them. The deen, he says, is wadi'a indak, wa amanatun indak. This deen that Allah has given you and me is a trust that Allah 
upholds you to fulfill. And there are commandments and forbiddance. There's halal and there's haram. And there's trust that Allah has entrusted you with. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call you to account for that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Isra, إِنَّ عَرَضْنَا الْأَمَانَةَ عَلَى السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فَأَبَيْنَ أَنْ يَحْمِلْنَهَا We have presented that trust, amana, to the heavens and the earth. And they refused. Yani they didn't want to take upon themselves this trust. It's just, just too heavy. Huh? And they were afraid to take upon this trust. Man took it. Mankind took it. This trust to uphold the trust of keeping away from the haram and to do the lawful matters. The trust of fulfilling the obligations of Allah and to keep away from that which is innovated. But man is ظلوماً jahula. Oppressive. You see, many people, they oppress themselves by not fulfilling the commandment, not fulfilling the trust that Allah has legislated. And ignorant. And straight away Allah mentioned the verses afterwards The hypocrites and the believers The hypocrites who turned away from fulfilling the commandments of Allah Outwardly professing but inwardly they were not sincere And Allah will punish them والمشركين والمشركات and the polytheists male and female ويتوب الله على المؤمنين والمؤمنات and Allah will accept the repentance of the believers male and female because they stuck to the amana they stuck to that trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned so the first category are those who fulfill the trust inwardly and outwardly, they are the believers, male and female. The second are those who did not want to fulfill the trust outwardly, the hypocrites. The second, sorry, those who turned away from fulfilling the trust outwardly and inwardly, the disbelievers. And the third one, those who fulfilled the trust outwardly but not inwardly, the hypocrites. May Allah protect us. And if you read Surah Al-Baqarah, the first part of Surah Al-Baqarah gives you these three categories of people and their traits. The Mu'minun, those who believe in the unseen and establish the prayer and give charity. And then thereafter the disbelievers. And then thereafter the hypocrites. And the hypocrites have been mentioned in more detail than any of the, of the three. Showing you that their situation, Salama, is dangerous to be upon that. يُخَاطِبُ So here... Ibn Abi Zaid, he says, فَإِنَّكَ سَأَلْتَنِي أَنْ أَكْتُبَ لَكَ جُمْلَةً مُخْتَصَرَةً مِنْ وَاجِبِ أُمُورِ الدِّيَانَةِ You have asked me to write a book, because his teacher asked him to write a book in, for the children, for, for youth, that is summarized, showing the obligations of their deen. مِمَّا تَنْطِقُ بِهِ الْأَلْسِنَةِ That which the tongues should utter with. وَتَعْتَقِدُهُ الْقُلُوبِ And that which the heart should believe in وَتَعْمَلُهُ الْجَوَارِحِ And what the limbs should perform. Here Shaykh Salih Fawzan says يُخَاطِبُ الْمُؤَلِّفُ مُعَلِّمَةِ He's addressing his teacher. The author is addressing his teacher. The one who taught him the Qur'an or is teaching him the Qur'an. And this shows you a reason why he wrote this treatise in the first place. And the muqaddimah, the introduction upon the aqidah and the, and the fiqh of Imam Malik rahimullah. So he's mentioned the reason. Because his teacher saw from him that he is a person who is intelligent and a person who, is, who adheres and he wanted from him to write something that would benefit and aid him in teaching the youth. 
such that they can gather between memorizing the Quran and knowing the correct aqidah and the Islamic jurisprudence, the fiqh. This is the way of the salaf, the pious predecessors. That they teach their children from a young age. Teach them aqidah, they teach them fiqh, such that they grow up upon that. Because the person, the one, is able to memorize the Quran easily. And he's able to memorize the Quran much. As for the one who's old, he forgets more than the young, more than the youth. He forgets much more. The youth or the young, when they study knowledge, it's like they're engraving it in their minds. That's why they say, الْعِلْمُ فِي الصِّغَرْ كَالنَّقْشِ فِي الْحَجَرْ Knowledge, studying knowledge upon a young age, at a young age, is like engraving upon a stone. So they strive, so we and they used to strive. We should strive also like the Salaf used to strive to teach their children at a young age, such that it can be firmly rooted in their in their hearts, the correct belief. This is upon us to use our time at a young age for the children to use their time in that which will help them as they develop. This is in opposition to many modern educators nowadays, or if you like, Western educators, that they say the young, you should not tell them affairs of the deen as they, when they're young. You should not tell them the affairs of their religion when they're young because they're not able to support themselves with that. They're not able to yeah, any, um, understand it. But this is a plot and this is wrong. This is incorrect. Rather, Muslim children, we teach them at a young age so that they can grow up, inshallah, to understand their deen and also to grow up having good manners and good etiquette and have the correct belief. وَكَانَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ إِلَىٰ عَهْدٍ قَرِيبٍ فِي الْمَدَارِسِ الْابْتِدَائِيَّةِ تُقَرَّرْ فِيهِمُ الْمُقْتَصَرَاتِ فِي الْفُنُونَ وَيَحْفَظُونَهَا الطُّلَّابُ الصِّغَارِ And even in primary school, until recently, we had many young, mashallah, learning from summarized books, memorizing them, learning them, understanding them, and it's explained to them so that they can be educated and be cultivated in that which is good. But now we have in much of the schools, we have children not studying their deen and not studying their aqidah and not benefiting from that which they benefit from. And so they grow up into with, uh, as, as, as children with bad manners and bad upbringing. So in this matter, Shaykh Saif Ozan is saying we should teach our children aqidah at a young age. He said, Kafa bil it is enough sin for a man that he discards those under his responsibility. You're responsible to, for your children. You'll be questioned about your children. Your younger brothers and sisters. Educate them. Advise them. Remind them. Don't leave them. Even if you're a person, Allah forbid, if you're divorced, do not leave that connection between you and your children. Even if you have to uh, forgive and forget or just forgive. Leave the things that have passed by. Khalas. My concern is my children now. And you make an agreement that you're able to see your children and you advise them. But many cases when people begin, become divorced, khalas, it's like they leave their children and that's it. They leave them to what? Leave them to themselves. Sallallahu alayhi So it should not be the case. Rather, there should be a continuous connection between you and your children because you will be accountable for them. The time... <coughs> It's not just spending upon them. Shaykh Ubaid Habibullah, when we mentioned to him about helping orphanages to look after children, he said it shouldn't be just food and drink that they're given. They should be also given education, that you pay for their education, help them such that they can benefit, inshallah, in their lives as they grow up. They, have, they can be knowledgeable of their deen. They can practice the faith better. So giving importance to one's children Prophet said, Ittaqullaha fi awladikum. Fear Allah concerning your children. I'dilu bayna awladikum. Be just concerning your children. If you give this one something, you should give the other one something. 
should not cause differences between them and they will feel it and maybe they will that will turn them away later on in their life so be just concerning them and help them in their life they need your support and supplicate for them in your sujood how many times that if your supplication coincides with the time that Allah will accept that supplication then alhamdulillah but unfortunately or I should say qadr Allah there are some parents instead of making dua for their children they speak ill of the, they, they make dua against them with bad words this is wrong or they curse their children so these are evil traits you shouldn't have these traits children are your children they could be inshallah even you're in your grave they could be continuing dua for you in your grave they could be doing charity on your behalf while you're in your grave supplicating for you subhanallah doing umrah for you doing hajj for you so these are this is your real investment your real investment some people they put all their life their time in buying houses in buying cars and in dunya and but what about the children how is the children what is their state this is the time they're young educate them help them Naam. because the time will come when you will need them and they will be helping you inshallah and supporting you they will remember the good if they're righteous they will remember what is the reward for good but good they will remember yes my parents they used to do this for us strive and work and spend and sweat and now we should repay for them repay them we should also look after them this is the trait this is the uh, Muslim family it's not just your own family but it's the grandparents involved it's the brothers and sisters the uncles the aunts this is a Muslim family subhanallah if you look at a non-Muslim family you find that children are kicked out in the young age in many cases not on all but in many cases or in some cases children are kicked out at a young age Naam. and in to place them they bring a dog because man's best friend so this is not the way Islam treat the children feed them be kind to them bring happiness to them inshallah bring them with education with the good with a good education subhanallah such that when they grow up inshallah they can also aid you Naam. and you bring that family unit you build your family Allahumma barik upon goodness upon righteousness may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and our families our children may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to educate our children that which is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala aqawli qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum astaghfiruhu inna wa rahim أن يضيع من يعول نعم يعول يعني عالة هم عالة عليك if it is like, like if, if it is sincere this is great reward. how